0: This is Writers Not Writing, the show where you can get to know your favorite writers and soon-to-be favorite writers by listening to them confess to the ways they procrastinate. Thanks for procrastinating with us. I'm Benjamin Gorman, and the quiet guy behind the glass there is Doug the producer. I write novels and collections of poetry and stuff. Doug tries his best to make me sound better. And each week we have a secret word to listen for. If you catch it, you earn the right to take an extra break at the time of your choosing from whatever is stressing you out. From Not-A-Pipe Publishing... Welcome to Writers Not Writing. So, Doug, what should our special secret word be that gives everybody a free break? Oh, so that's an idea. This week, we'll have more than one instance of a secret word every time you hear the word song. Remember that you get that many extra free breaks this week. Good call, Doug. It's a good one. Today's show is brought to us by the book River's New Friend by author Michael Roth. It's a fun and relatable children's picture book about a dog named River learning to appreciate her challenging new sibling, Willow. More about that at the ad break in the middle of the show. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Today, our guest, our very special guest, is Doug the producer. Um, Let me introduce Doug a little bit. Uh, Doug isn't just a podcast producer and the owner of many cats. We've talked about his many cats before on the show, but uh, Doug, we've been friends for like, what, like a decade? Doug is super crafty. He knits. He's into robotics and drones. When I told him I wanted to do a podcast for readers to get to know writers by listening to us talk about what we do when we aren't writing, he got very excited about all the technical side of things Uh, we've both been learning a lot he's got me working on my ums and uhs sorry about those Uh, i keep him busy uh and i know the cough that i had was a giant pain for you as well still lingering but i think i'm through it now we'll see how many times i cough during this episode uh but one of the best things about doug is that he is such a good listener (laughs) And now he's behind the glass, so you can't see or hear him at all. Uh, And we're going to try and do a show together, just the two of us. So we'll see how this goes. So uh, as regular viewers and listeners know, we always dress up in costume for the show. And uh, for the sake of the folks who are listening rather than watching on YouTube, we start off by describing what we're wearing. So I'll have to describe... Doug what you're wearing but uh yeah stand up there behind the desk so I can so a red flannel shirt blue jeans they're the big boots and a a very large uh sharp axe so <laughs> Doug is going as a lumberjack I did not know the axe would be in the booth okay yeah we got uh, we got we have a large axe in the booth um so like I said we go all out right uh so Doug is Clearly, a little menacing, a big axe uh, in the booth. Um, And I am dressed in this Sasquatch, full Sasquatch costume. It is very hot in this thing. I'm like, I look kind of Chewbacca-esque. You can't see the feet. Um, They are these big foam versions, but they're very hot. Uh, But there's a reason why we went lumberjack, and Sasquatch. And that is because it's a news related reason. In the last week, the Portland Trailblazers introduced a second mascot. Yes, we have a professional sports team with two distinct mascots now. Uh, Maybe there are other teams like that. Write write in or post on Twitter if you know about another team that has multiple mascots. Uh, But the Portland Trailblazers now have two. They've got Blaze the Cat. I believe it's a cat, dog. Yeah, Blaze those of you who know uh, uh, the trailblazers, no blaze. and now we have doug Furr, fur f u r Doug fur, who is a mixture of a lumberjack and a Sasquatch. You should look him up. He is creepy. He is weird. I can't decide if I love him or hate him. and i the reason I have these mixed feelings about him is his face is one of those solid plasticky faces with a huge smile on it which is supposed to be you know uh nice for everybody right and maybe there are people who will go oh that is you know th- that makes me feel comfortable i find it a little bit creepy um and then also the unstated reason uh, why we suddenly need a new mascot is that the team is not doing well so (laughs) I think that's why they're introducing a second mascot uh, at this point in the season when all of our attention should be on you know where are we going to be in the playoffs and instead it's like oh we're not going to make the playoffs and at the same time we didn't stink badly enough that we're going to you know get some amazing draft pick instead we're going to be just out of the playoffs i think and uh that that is very disappointing especially for a team that showed a lot of promise a couple of times there was a period of time which was not an irrelevant period of time we're not talking the first two days where we were the top of the west uh early 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 in the season and uh there have been some amazing day uh, damian lillard had a 70 point game at one point uh just some amazing uh events this season but it's not it's it's looking like uh time to bring out a second mascot kind of time uh so that's uh that's unfortunate and also the reason why we are dressed in the costumes we're wearing today um i did not wear this costume today while i was working on my taxes and uh so one thing i want to relay to everybody uh do not say to your dog we'll go on a walk." when i finish these taxes because that that was an error in judgment on my part uh i thought okay this will take me like three hours and 10 hours later uh the dog had been taken by my fiance crystal i had not actually participated in the walk um that was a a giant failure on my part Uh, everyone was sad so um i did have some nice distractions during the taxes. So here we are on a show about how we procrastinate. And not only was I not writing today, I was uh, distracted from the taxes themselves at one point by this wonderful group of educators, uh, the Oregon Educators United. Um, I'm currently in this kind of weird spot where I am officially not yet running for the VP of my state teachers union, the Oregon Education Association, co-OEA, Union Strong. Uh, And uh, this group of educators is a group of educators within the OEA. uh, And they are, you know, these really smart, powerful activists who are pushing the organization. Uh, And they were doing exactly what good teachers do and asking me these challenging questions about why I'm planning to run from the floor and what I hope to accomplish. And they are certainly not endorsing me, uh, and will probably mostly vote against me, and I respect that, uh, but they are willing to engage and ask me tough questions, and I really appreciate that. And they help me procrastinate uh, so that I could be talking with them about these big ideas for this organization and where we would go, rather than rifling through receipts to calculate how much I spent on medical care over the course of the last year. So I thank the uh, members of the Oregon Educators United for helping me think about something other than the taxes. Um which brings me to taxes. Now I know that you know nobody wants to, us to talk about taxes. Uh I but then I have to step back and think to myself the other thing we're not supposed to talk about is death, the other cosmic inevitability and I write whole books about that. So let's you know let's talk about taxes. Um, I have very mixed feelings about taxes, uh, because I believe in taxes. I actually have been in big arguments with people who will say, you know, ta- libertarians who will say taxation is theft. No, no, it's it's not. That's not how and anything works. Taxation is the cost of living in a civilization. Right. That living in a society uh, that has a capitalist system and also has these public expenditures that we all expect. And here's a position that I'm going to take right here, which will let you know that I'm never going to run for uh, actual public office. I think our taxes should be higher. I actually do not have a problem with taxes at all. Uh, When I pay my taxes, I feel good about a lot of the things I'm contributing to. Uh, I like having roads. I like having libraries. I like having firefighters. uh, I like having public schools. I work in public education, right? So I believe in the things taxes pay for. Here's what I hate about taxes. The way we do taxes in this country. I think Americans don't understand that the way we do taxes is really really dumb uh and it is totally unnecessary every bit of data that you put into that tax form the government already knows your employer already filed all that information your bank filed that information the you know if you've got a a mortgage that information was turned over the government knows it all so why you may ask am i having to fill out this stupid form so that i can get my refund back you shouldn't have to in many other countries the government sends you a form and says this is how much we think your tax bill should be here's your refund or this is how much we think your additional you know tax bill is and then you can say oh well something's not right on here and you can challenge that but in most cases, it's just correct because, you know, the government knew all that stuff already, right? So why don't we do it that way? Well, because there are some really powerful interests, <coughs> at TurboTax, turbo I shouldn't use a cough, should I, Doug, <laughs> as a way of, you know, joking, um, uh, you know, namely companies like TurboTax, uh, tax preparation services that don't want the government to simplify the form and the mechanism by which we calculate our taxes and just do it for us because you know they make a lot of money helping idiots like me figure out what that how to fill out a form that i shouldn't even have to fill out that none of you should have to fill out the government has all the data so i value taxes which again i know controversial taxes good. Uh, I wish taxes were higher. And then we had something like, you know, socialized medicine. If we had socialized medicine, guess what? You would have more money. And when I say you, I mean the vast majority of you, because your taxes would pay for it. And the amount that you pay in healthcare would be so much lower than the increase in your tax bill that you would save money why don't we do it again because people have gotten really good at scaring us about oh no socialized medicine you know it's it's the worst it's it's marxism no it makes sense you can't have a truly competitive marketplace in a whole bunch of areas we can't have a truly competitive marketplace cuz i can't say you know if i if i get hit over the head and i'm unconscious and in the back of an ambulance i would like these people to compete on price and uh, give me the lowest cost care. And why would I want to do that? I want the best possible care. So the, the free market doesn't work when it comes to health care. It doesn't work when it comes to things like electrical power. Uh, you know, we we don't have, we can't have I, I don't get to choose between three power companies, which is going to be the cheapest provided to my house, right? So, in those areas where competition doesn't work, it makes sense to nationalize those industries, pay higher taxes. And actually pay less overall because i'm not paying for the service of the electrical power plus the executives pay and uh you know the 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 advertising for a power company and the the benefit to shareholders from the power company all that's just rent seeking it's extra It's, it's not the good that is being offered right um but And it's not like the free market has worked really well in the power industry. Hello, Texas power grid crashing multiple times, right? It doesn't make the product better. You get electricity or you don't. And the public sector can totally provide that just as well as the private sector. So controversial opinion, raise my taxes, lower my overall bills. Right? We can totally do that. So I don't mind taxes. I hate the way we have to pay them. Uh, and my dog hates it too, because then I don't take her for a walk and I feel guilty and everyone is sad. Oh, which brings me to something a lot lighter and happier uh, pop culture. I got to see a movie this week, which everyone has seen already. So I'm not going to tell you all about it, but uh, it's a really good thing that everything, everywhere, all at once won the Oscar. Uh, because it's good for me. Uh, I, I know there are you know other films that I have also not seen that were in that bunch that you know I they might be totally deserving. So I don't feel I can say this was the the deserving film. But oh my gosh, if you have not seen everything everywhere all at once, see it. It is amazing. Uh, this movie is everything that I want to. Produce as a writer, in that it is dealing with the themes that I love to talk about. It's dealing with the tension between the question of whether or not life is potentially meaningless and whether we can find meaning in love, in relationships between people, in this case, family relationships. Uh, And can we overcome generational trauma? in the face of the possible absurdity and meaninglessness of existence it's deep stuff this is a very heavy movie and at the same time it is a ton of fun so if you would like a ton of fun that is dealing with really heavy stuff underneath see everything everywhere all at once or read my books because that's what i try and do too uh but uh none of my books have uh some of the 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 more famous uh absurd stuff uh i don't have the giant fingers or the uh the the dildo fight um but you know i've got vampires and werewolves and stuff so you know i trolls and um silent golem and yeah I, i i i go for the silly as well on the surface and some heavier stuff underneath uh never taxes though i've never uh ranted about taxes in any of my books so maybe i maybe i ought to um They would sell just as well, I'm sure. Uh, So so see everything everywhere all at once uh, if you have not. And you know, it's funny. This is what got me to see it. uh, And Doug, you'll appreciate this. It was the video of the uh, mother of the star when she watched from uh, Singapore, I believe, is where her mother lives. Uh, And she, seeing the joy uh, on her face and the reaction in the room as everyone started cheering, and I was like, that makes me so happy. I have to watch this movie now. I had wanted to see it. I, I had seen the preview, but the preview just looked kind of silly. It's hard to capture that there's a lot that's deeper going on. And then some people had told me one of my colleagues had said, Oh no, I'm, you know, I, I want to show this in my classroom as a film about generational trauma. And I was like, Oh, this is doing more than I thought. I really need to see this. And I finally got around to it, and I'm so glad. So, everyone, please check out everything everywhere all at once. It's excellent. Um news. So we did have some news that I'm also excited about this week. Uh, There's a lot of talk about a possible Trump indictment. And we did have essentially a Vladimir Putin indictment. Uh, And the thing that that got me thinking about was, do you remember when we talked about infrastructure week for years (laughs) during the Trump administration? And it never happened and it never happened and it never happened until the Biden administration when it actually occurred. Uh, I've been wondering about the possible chance that we will have both a trump indictment and putin indictment in the same week it could be accountability week now i know putin is not going to be actually tried by the icc iccc international criminal court uh, icc uh because russia just like the united states says you know justice is for other people we don't have to do that um but uh, i would love it if he made the mistake of you know going to visit some other country and was arrested for war crimes um and i would love it if donald trump were actually held to the same standard as anyone else it's really funny one of his responses to this in his you know uh, uh florida man old man get off my front lawn rants was uh you know if they can do this to me they can do this to any of you a uh, uh, good if anyone uh, tries to, you know, misappropriate two hundred and eighty thousand uh, dollars, and and you know, cheat the system in order to pay off a porn star, uh, so that they don't get caught having had an extramarital affair with a porn star. I think anyone should be held accountable for misappropriating two hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of funds and lying about it. Um, especially for seedy reasons. The seedy reasons make it a more salacious story. But the fact of the matter is, if any of us tried to cheat, you know, really the the public uh, by hiding $280,000 of what were campaign funds uh, and using them as hush money, uh, any of us should be held accountable for that. I'm fine with that. I want to go on the record. If I ever... Use two hundred eighty thousand dollars of somebody else's money to try and hide an extramarital affair. Yes, we should all be held accountable to that same standard. Uh, you know that that that's not a threat. That's living under the law. Uh, and I would love to live in a country where the incredibly wealthy, uh, you know, white men were actually held accountable. We've never had that before. Uh, But wouldn't that be nice? So uh, I I love the idea that maybe we'll have this actual bit of accountability this next week. Uh, So uh, I'm keeping an eye out for that. I have said I said throughout the administration, as there were crime after crime after crime being committed, that, uh, you know, when he was actually found guilty, found, you know, held accountable, put in jail, I would throw a party. And I promise I will, I'm going to throw a giant, and despite the fact that it is going to be a very unpopular party with uh, some of my, you know, Trump loving neighbors, too bad. We're throwing a kegger when he gets locked up, when he is found guilty. Uh, so maybe just put in jail, uh, maybe just for the, you know, I think that's a good enough reason. Maybe you have both the parties, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that ever actually occurs. But uh, I, I, I would, I, I hope springs eternal that, uh, you know, equality under the law. Wouldn't that be nice? Something we've aspired to as a country for, you know, since our inception and uh, have never achieved. So I would love to see somebody committing a crime and being held accountable despite the fact that they have gobs of money and lawyers to throw at the system. That would really be nice. Um, Hobby horse. So I always ask the guests about something that, you know they are doing when they're not writing uh, in addition to paying attention to the news and absorbing pop culture and my thing this last week has been the evil that is tiktok now i know there are people who are railing against tiktok because the information can be turned over to the chinese government which is a canard mind you because so can facebook's so this is all you know all that concern about tiktok is just it's just you know at its core, uh, uh, America saying it's protectionism. We, you know we're going to favor our business versus a foreign business. Um, it's it's a it's a kind of internet tariff, right? We're we're going to impose this tax on this internet service where, you know, people have to use VPNs if they want to continue to participate in Tiktok they have to circumvent the barriers in the United States uh so that they'll go and do reels on Facebook but the information from both is being turned over to the Chinese Facebook has turned over information to the Chinese and so this is you know uh this is this is a canard that's not why I hate Tiktok here's why I hate Tiktok because oh my gosh is it a time suck so here's what I've been trying I put out a book of poetry this last year, uh, this Uneven Universe, and my fiance asked me to create an audiobook, and she asked for that by Christmas. So I finished it by mid-February because you know I'm a I'm a really good fiance. took <laughs> took a lot a lot more time than I expected, uh, but I uh, finally got that thing up there. And then I thought, okay, well, I actually recorded myself reading these poems so that I could then use those in in promotion of the book uh, via TikTok. And so I've been trying each day to hop on TikTok and post one of these poems and some are two minutes long and some are 30 seconds long. Um, But here's the problem with TikTok and anybody who is on TikTok knows this. You watch a video and then you watch another video. And next thing you know, you've been standing in your kitchen for an hour watching videos and flipping through videos and you know there are these brilliant creators out there who are very entertaining and are sucking your life away and i do not blame them a bit uh but uh i, I do not have the self-control to say i need to stop <laughs> i need to turn this thing off uh, instead i find myself standing there going well why why am i why are my feet sore Oh, I've been standing here without moving for an hour watching TikTok. So, TikTok is something that uh is definitely a procrastination mechanism for writers. Uh I would warn you against it if you are a writer. It will yeah, it it, it is dangerous to your writing time. Uh, I, I I don't even want to think about how many words I would have written this week were it not for TikTok and the the compulsion to uh, promote via TikTok. So if you are a book talker, please make that worth my time. Uh, please <laughs> pick one of those things up and uh, and check out the book and tell people about it, because otherwise, what have I been doing? I've been wasting so much time. Speaking of wasting time, let's go to our ad break here. Uh, Doug, you can fire that up and uh, lead us in. And we have a an actual video ad uh, from Michael Roth. So dog take it away thank you when River the dog meets her new little sister Willow she expects they'll be best friends but Willow steals food slobbers on toys makes messes all over the house and takes away from River's time with mom and dad Willow isn't a friend she's a monster River decides to look for a new friend instead River's New Friend is a fun and relatable children's picture book about learning to appreciate a new sibling. It's available for pre-order now through April 15th. Visit RothWrites.com for more information. Live show announcement. We'll be at NorwestCon in Seattle, April 6th to 9th. The guests are to be announced. We'd love to have you in the live audience. Bring some fun questions to ask a panel of procrastinating authors. Okay, Doug, teleport us back to the show so the next thing i always ask writers about is what have they been daydreaming about and i'm struggling with this question myself uh, this week because a lot of what i've been daydreaming about is the third book in the uh, trilogy that i'm currently writing and then the totally unrelated novel that i want to write next and i think a lot of writers can probably identify with that that feeling of you, you start to dream about multiple books at a time. Uh, and so that's not for this show. This is a show about how we procrastinate, not our show about process. Uh, but I think the other thing that I have been daydreaming about is what I would do if I win this office that I'm running for. Um, and, you know, I won't get into the, the specifics too much of, of, of the race. This isn't an, an advertisement uh, for that, but I've been thinking about my skill set uh and the way that I have been the way that the various roles that I've filled in my life uh have something in common uh that it was kind of an insight this last week um I was thinking a lot about potentially running for this office uh and in the OEA and why I would do that and why I would be excited about doing that work um and you know I I would do that job in a different way than I, I think it's been done sometimes. Uh, I'm really excited about the portion of the job. You know, every job has got lots of different parts, right? And we all, uh, as, as a public school teacher, I love being up in front of my kids and working with them. And I hate grading, right? <laughs> I hate grading papers. Um, and uh, and And, you know, I have colleagues who, I wouldn't say they love the grading portion, but I have colleagues who love creating curriculum. Like different people love different parts of the job uh and and that manifests in in their skills right in in the way that they do it uh you know i end up doing a lot more things on the fly than some of my colleagues who are these great curriculum creators and they have these amazingly designed lessons um and you know i'm i'm shooting from the hip some of the time so uh i recognize that the things that we love our passions then uh translate into the job and i was thinking about in this position that i'm running for what, what does that have to do with my skill set and uh i think back to there was a period of time when i was in college where i thought about going back to school getting a phd uh and continuing teaching at the collegiate level um and there are again parts of that job that i would love but i would look at these professors of mine who were just so incredibly knowledgeable you know i they, they would be able to tell you Soren Kierkegaard's mother's maiden name off the top of their head. You know, they just have this incredible vaults of knowledge. And I do not pretend to be one of those people who can has this amazing recall of huge amounts of facts. You know, that's never going to be my skill set. I can hardly remember the name of the author of the book that I read three books ago, right? That just vanishes from my mind. I am not that kind of person. And when I'm you know, thinking about this office, I know for a fact, I would be in a leadership position and I would be leading people who are smarter than I am. (laughs) You know, that is, that's, I, I, and and so I I feel that sense of, shouldn't they have somebody who has that vast recall ability as well? But uh, the one thing that I was realizing that all of my kind of jobs have in common is that I am good at inspiring people. Or at least that's the part that I love and therefore the part that I've honed, right? Uh, I love inspiring my students. I love working with authors and helping them realize how talented they are and that their books deserve to be in the hands of readers and helping them feel that. Uh, And I hope to have a chance to help educators realize that they really ought to be in charge of their schools uh, and that they have the power to do so and the ability to do so and, and to help them then, you know, take ownership of the the education system and really put that power back where it belongs in the hands of the experts who are in the classroom. So, uh, or on the school bus or, you know, the, in the, in the school cafeteria or at the community college. Um, I, so I'm excited about going out into the field and inspiring my colleagues. Um, that's what I love to do in the same way I love doing that with students and I love doing that with authors. Um and so I have been daydreaming about talking to people about how great they are. And that's felt really good. <laughs> uh that's been a it's been an exciting part of this whole campaigning process is thinking about what would I be doing if I, I was in this office and which parts would I be really, uh, loving. I've also thought long and hard about the parts of the job that would be more arduous and there would be more, you know, kind of drudgery. And there will be parts that will not be as fun for me. Uh, and, uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, jumping into the job for the fun, but I want to be conscious of the fact that there are going to be parts that are going to be really tough. Uh, but, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see if that works out. Um, you know, more on that later, uh, if, uh, if, if that works out, we'll know by the end of April um but campaigning is fun <laughs> this is you know uh the one of those things that uh, uh you see these you know politicians and you know why, why would anybody do this because it is it is a ton of work <laughs> it's kind of agonizing and at the same time if you enjoy people and you enjoy getting to talk to people and getting to hear their stories and getting to figure out how you're going to work with all these different groups of people. Uh, It really is enjoyable. So I've I've been daydreaming about how I can get to do more of that without ever, you know, again, I'm a person who likes taxes. I'm never going to run for like public political office, you know, but within the uh, OEA telling teachers that they really should be in charge, telling bus drivers that they really should be in charge of their workplaces Uh, that's something I can do, and, uh, so I hope I get, I get that chance. So, uh, next up is our weekly poll, and, uh, I didn't post the weekly poll this last week, like I said, very busy with, uh, campaigning stuff, so this week I'll be posting, uh, Beth Barani's poll, which I think is a fun one. Uh, the question we, she and I talked about last week was, if you had to choose which story universe Would you like to live in more? Not just which do you enjoy watching, but which would you most enjoy living in? Of the following four, Star Wars, Star Trek, Firefly, or Farscape. Oh, maybe I should, can you add a fifth option? I don't think you can add a fifth option. It would be really interesting to see where people would go with Dune too. Wish I could add that fifth option uh, to see if anybody would say, yeah, I would really like to live in the world of Dune. (laughs) I love those books sinking into those books and you know they're they're such tomes if you've not read them totally worth your time but they're huge uh and uh so you get to spend a lot of time in that world uh and that's a world where i don't know if i would want to live in it no i think i i I think i know which one you know and and beth and i talked last week about kind of betrayed which one we'd want to live in but uh, uh yeah so check that out look for that on the uh not a pipe pub uh, not a pipes twitter hand uh, twitter runs that poll so check that out and doug where would you go with that one really doug would go with Farscape. that's not what i would have gone with uh not nor is it what i would have predicted for you that's yeah no yeah so i um, you know now that i think about it that totally does fit doug though that that fits the the world of a house with seven cats Seven cats, which is not to say Farscape has seven cats, but there's a certain kind of crazy madcap quality that would exist in a world of seven cats uh, and also in the world of Farscape. So yeah, you, the, <laughs> he's the same connection. Uh, so yeah, maybe if you have seven cats, you might think Farscape is for you too. Um, I'll be interested to see if uh, anybody weighs in in that way. Next thing we talk about is our to read pile. And I have a confession to make. This one is sad for me. So every week I ask the authors what it is that they are going to be reading next. Uh, And for me, I, you know, I I always bring something myself, but for this one, I was looking in my to-read pile, and I am embarrassed to admit this, I have never read Toni Morrison's Song of Solomon. I know! There are just a ton of writers out there screaming right now. <laughs> this is one of those books that I know I need to read. I read The Bluest Eye when I was in high school. Uh it's a masterpiece. I was too young to fully appreciate it. I need to go back and reread that one. Um but I keep coming across these quotes from Song of Solomon and every time I do, I just am just floored by how beautifully constructed the sentences are. How carefully constructed they are you know it's, they're poetic each each one and i think i need to read this book and yet it has been sitting on my shelf so that is definitely on my list uh and uh if you have beaten me to it and want to yell at me and say how could you not have read song of solomon i am totally willing to endure that uh that screaming online you you can let me know that it is a shame that i have not read this yet so that's that's one that I will be checking out uh, soon. <laughs> right now I'm reading Marie Lu's trilogy that I talked about last week and I'm not such a fast reader that I'll be reading Song of Solomon tomorrow. I've got one more book, a whole book to go in Marie's Marie Lu's trilogy. But uh, yeah, Song of Solomon is, is certainly on my list. Uh, next, I always ask folks where they can find out about the authors who are the guests. And uh, Doug, are you even on social media? You're the, I mean, you're technically the guest. And you don't have any. Yeah. Um, we we should be pressuring Doug, I think. If you want Doug to get on social media, please hop on mine. I'm at Teacher Gorman at Twitter. Uh, or you can hop on the Not-A-Pipe Pub page, which I co-manage with my other co-publishers. And uh, tell Doug that he really needs to get on Twitter or Facebook. We've got Facebook uh, uh, for the company, Not-A-Pipe Publishing. Or uh, I'm on, on on Facebook as well i'm on instagram at teacher gorman um so uh hop on those i I think my tiktok is at teacher gorman too uh so hop on those and and yell and scream at doug until he finally gets on and tell doug which one he should get on um it would be people might want to see you so they might want they might want instagram doug i'm not sure doug wants to get out in front of the camera so you'll have to tell him which way to go there uh You might just get a lot of cat pictures if you go with uh, if you convince him to get on Instagram, which would be. I don't mean I don't know if you want to take a lot of pictures of your cats. You really should ask them first. It should be consensual, uh, I think. So, uh, if his cats want to to get on Instagram, you could pressure him that way. So, let Doug, the producer, know uh, via my social media. Feel free to bug me at at Teacher Gorman. Um, okay. So uh, before we get to our send off. Some people I need to thank, in addition to Doug, as always. uh, I also want to thank the artist Max Oakland, who reached out and provided one of his songs for our intro, the songs I Prefer the Dusk. Max is going to be our guest in a couple of weeks, uh, so uh, keep an ear out for that one. Um, But in the meantime, uh, let Max know that you like this song by following him on Twitter at Max Oakland, with three Ds at the end. And thanks to Halizna CCO for their song Kids for the ad break. Uh, if you're in a band and would like your song used on the show, I would love to highlight a listener's work like Max's song. So email that to me. We could uh, have more works by especially lyricists. Uh, and, you know, then if you'd like to be on the show as a guest as well. I I'd like, I'd want the show to be promoting artists out there. Thanks, as always, to Doug, the producer, for making this show sound good and taking the blame when it doesn't. And I cannot forget to mention... Writers Not Writing is a production of Not A Pipe Publishing, so please go to notapipepublishing.com and check out the amazing books written by writers who didn't procrastinate too much. If you like this show, rate and review it wherever you found it, and click that like button. You Don't have to smash it. I know a lot of people say smash that like button. Please don't, you know, don't harm anything. You don't need to cause harm. Just, just gently tap on, you know, yay. It's good. Thumbs up. That would be wonderful. Um, an an even number of times, no an odd number of times an odd number of times uh if you are if you're tapping gently uh, even a very few short review, single click makes a big difference for any author uh if you there's a book you have been reading, please when you finish. You've been embroiled in this book for 10 hours or whatever, 50 hours, however long it has taken you to read. Reading speed is a parlor trick, right? Uh, you do not need to read fast to read well. But uh, however long it's taken you to read a book, at the end of that process, hop on to Goodreads or Amazon or wherever and say, This is good. Other people should read it. It makes a huge difference to authors and uh, it takes you very little time. I always joke with other authors about the fact that, you know, I've got these dear friends who would drop everything to help me move if i said to them hey i i need your help moving they would say sure you know you you buy a pizza i am there i will give up my entire saturday and then i say will you rate and review one of my books and they're like Meh, can't be bothered <laughs> and it just i will writers are hearing me right now and uh, everyone else you know I, it's something that We writers do not understand. Why are folks not taking three seconds to go? Good book, five stars. you know It's very, very easy. Help your friends out, please. Make somebody's day. Okay, so that brings us to our send off. Uh, So Doug and I want you to remember three things this week. And the first comes from Doug. Doug says he wants you to remember that listening is an acquired skill, just like writing or speaking, and we can all work at it and improve totally, totally true. Um, Second, I always tell everybody, in life as in writing, it's the spaces between the words that make it all meaningful. So don't ignore the spaces. And third, both Doug and I want you to know, no matter how much you procrastinate, we are still proud of you.